0: People need their needs taken care of, okay, and that's how they'll, you know, that's one of the ways to show God's love is to help people, you know, take care of their needs. Um, I don't know if the, you know, homeless guy would ever get the message of, uh, of God's love by just giving him a Bible.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Empowering Hope Podcast. My name is Justin Boothby, and I am with Ray and Jeff Holti. And they are here at Casa de los Sueños, which is a sister home of Casa de Fe here in Shell, Ecuador. And uh, they've been missionaries here for about a year and a half, right about a year and a half. And so uh, today they're going to be talking to us a little bit about their story and uh, what God is doing through them and how they are using their gifts to advance the kingdom of God here on earth and here at Casa de Fe slash Casa de los Sueños. Do you guys do that? Like Casa de Fe slash Casa de los Sueños? Or?
2: No. No? You don't, don't do the slash thing? So.
1: No? Okay. All right. So um, why don't you guys start by telling me a little bit about your testimony? I would love to hit on your testimony and feel free to just share what you're comfortable with sharing, but share a little bit about your testimony because I feel like that testimony has brought you here, right? Right. It has brought you to these girls here at Casa de los Sueños. So, yeah. I've,
2: I don't know how much detail you, you want. You don't I'll have keep to go into changed. a lot of details. No.
1: <laughs> but uh, but I, I think it's important because it, it just it helps you relate to the girls that are here. I think you guys say that you're unlikely missionaries. I think you guys are very likely <laughs> missionaries. So. Uh,
2: my background is um, I was raised in the church. We're both from the upper... Midwest conservative Lutheran background, um, very different from missionaries that we've met. It seems like most of them come from the southern states, and they're very exuberant. Uh, they they like to preach. We're not that way, you know. In our church, you sit in your pew quietly, and you don't really talk about your faith. You're preached about too about your faith. You don't pray together, um, and so the vernacular does not come naturally to us. Um, So, yes, I was raised in the church, um, went to Sunday school, went to confirmation. And then I hit my teenage years and um, made some bad choices. Um, One of them being I got pregnant when I was in high school. I was a single mom until I met Jeff. Thank God. That's a story in itself. Um, So, uh, you know, mission mission work was very foreign to me. Our my church never did mission work. Um, we did things locally. I didn't know any missionaries. And so even just the the term missionary didn't really occur to me, even when we started talking about going out beyond our comfort zone. We didn't really feel like we were necessarily missionaries. We just felt called to serve somehow um, beyond our comfort zone. We knew how blessed we'd been, and we just felt like, we just had this passion uh, to go out and do something. Um, we started raising our children. we brought them up in, in a Lutheran church, um, also, and you know, we just lived normal lives, raising children, uh, working. Um, and then of course, our children grew and went, um, left home. And we were always active in our, our church where we're from. and um, served in many ways, you know, taught Sunday school, worked with the youth, uh, sang in the choir, all those things, and and still we just started having this conversation about someday, you know, um, maybe when we're re- we retire, we'll we'll venture out and, and see what God has for us to do. As it turns out, we received an invitation to to come with a short-term mission team to Casa de Fe, and um, it just, it just felt right. And so we came. And that's how we started here at Casa de Fe. Um, just saw what God was doing here, felt like we were really part of it, and kept wanting to come back. And here we are now full time.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's an old saying that uh, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. Uh, we are more the sinners who now are having a future. Uh, Missionaries are just normal people. They're everyday people. Uh, The life of a missionary is a lot of mundane work. You know, we get up at five o'clock in the morning to cook breakfast for the kids. We make sure that they do their studies when they come home uh... what we're trying to do is bring these kids up in a uh... home environment something that they are not used to well these kids have horrendous backgrounds some of them don't know their parents even though they have parents some of them come from uh... abusive situations uh... what we're trying to give them is some stability uh... some sort of resemblance of a family life uh... in a in a christian atmosphere uh... but it is it, it's it's normal life it's not Glamorous, you know, although we have pictures of toucans out of our trees and monkeys in the in our backyard But it is everyday work. It is uh, Also, uh, you know, I the the song comes to mind, you know, they'll know we're Christians by our love Uh, That is what we try to do is uh, Work on these kids future giving them a future, giving them dreams. Some of these kids never had dreams. They had no idea what to dream about, you know, and that's what our job has been.
1: Um, So one of the things that Ray said to me the other day, we were, uh, we were at the church, uh, just about 20 minutes away from here. And, uh, Ray had said, you know, we're all, you said we're all missionaries, right? Or we're, we're all called to missions. Right. And, um, I think. Oftentimes, we get missions wrong. We, we think that missions has to be this big event, or it has to be a short-term missions trip, or you have to be a full-time missionary. And sometimes being called and being on mission is simply going to your next-door neighbor and saying, Hey, I'm here for you if you need anything, you know, just so you know Jesus loves you, you know. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about what it has been like making the transition? Because you guys have not been missionaries for your whole life, right? You just started a year and a half ago. What has it been like making that transition from not being a missionary in another country (laughs) to being a missionary in another country and to living here in Ecuador full time?
2: You know, life is a journey, right? And I just think that um, it's just a new Chapter for us um, as far as making the transition goes I don't know if we're typical or not we sold our house and we uh, either sold or gave away our belongings So we're we're homeless anyway (laughs) And and for us It really wasn't a problem Um, it, It was it was liberating in a way because we were no longer burdened by so much so much that North Americans find important in their lives, you know? Um, and maybe that's something that helped us go into the mission field. We've never really placed a lot of value on toys and, and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, maybe that's why God's using us or part of the reason God's using us, because he knew it might be easier to let go. The mo- most difficult part, of course, is we're separated from family. Um,
1: you guys have seven kids, right? Six kids. Six kids. One. Yes.
0: I think the, the hardest part is uh, to, to take that first, original first step. And that's usually, you know, life is not rocket science. <laughs> everything in life, well, actually, rocket science is rocket science, but uh, everything in life is all pretty simple. Uh, what's difficult is to make those decisions, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, the interesting thing is that once we made the decision, of course, uh, I was working on Ray for for a while, and when she finally (laughs) said, yes, let's go, I said, well, now what do we do? (laughs) Uh, But once the decision was made, everything fell into place. Mm -hmm. So God thing, you know, I mean, our house sold just right away.
2: Uh, About the same time his mother had to sell his house, her house, and it sold within days. I mean, just everything. Happened easily
0: the hardest part was to make the decision to to serve uh everything else came very easily and i would say that god probably had a hand in that
2: yeah
0: we were
1: uh do you you, were you gonna say um so we were sitting out uh the other day we were just taking a break and uh, lauren and i saw a story about um I guess there's I I think it's in Iran there's like 24/7 baptisms going on and people are lining up and you know thousands of people are coming to Christ and and we were reading that story right as Jeff had come and sat down and and he's like you know our life is very mundane you know our life is very routine compared to you know all the other stuff that you might see in the news or what you might expect a missionary to be um and I call this the extraordinary mundane because it's yes it's mundane, but it's real life. It's real ministry with real people. It's day in, day out. You know, you're not flying in and preaching this big old message and thousands of people will come to Christ and then you leave, right? You're doing the you're, you're doing the hard work. You're doing the incredibly hard work of doing the mundane. It's not easy to do the mundane. It is not easy to do it every day in and out. And one of the things that I think is extraordinary about it is that they are—it's extraordinary because they're being obedient, right? God said, go, and you went. And, you know, you agreed to go. You—kind of like Abraham, right? <laughs> Abraham was told to to go, and um, he went. And that's what you guys did, and everything else fell into place. And it's awesome to hear that your story is just— falling right into place.
0: It's nice of you to compare us to Abraham, but we are not Abraham. Um, <laughs> well,
2: it's true that you know, that the church is a body with many different parts and mm-hmm. we absolutely need the preachers and the evangelists and, oh, yeah, and so on. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we are not that, but we hope that we are the hands of yeah. Christ mm-hmm. doing, doing the, the loving and just the mundane, the necessary feet on the ground work. Yeah.
0: I remember we watched a movie once called The Cardboard Boxer, and that one really struck me. And it was about a homeless guy, and he lived in a box. Uh, and not to get to the part about the, you know, what the movie was about, but I remember one part in the movie, uh, a bunch of uh, people came to evangelize, to, f- to see if they were saved, you know? and they had Bibles. And they said, do you, know, do you know Jesus Christ? And they gave this homeless person a Bible. And that night, he went to his, his cardboard box, and he used that to put his head on, okay? So to preach is fine, mm-hmm. okay? But people need their needs taken care of, yeah. okay? And that's how they'll, you know, that's one of the ways to show God's love, is mm-hmm. to help people, you know, take care of their needs. Um, I don't know if the, you know, homeless guy would ever get the message of, uh, of God's love by just giving him a Bible. Right.
1: Well, and I think that's what the the first church was doing. You know, when you read through Acts, it says that there was no need among them; that everybody had what they needed, and when there was a need, somebody helped out and they pitched in. You know, and that's sharing the love of Christ. You um, is it Matthew twenty four twenty five where Jesus says, "You know, you clothed me, you fed me," and they're like, "When did we see you?" And Jesus is like, "I tell you the truth, what you did for the least of these, you do for me." And so um, there is something about you know, you, I think my friend Clay said it like this, you missions is not just helping people. It's also sharing Jesus. You can't, you can't do one without the other and not be a missionary. You have to meet people's needs and you also have to share Jesus with them. And, um, I think you guys have been doing an extraordinary job. And, uh, I know Patty Sue is sitting back there and she's doing an extraordinary job as well. You guys have just blown Lauren and I away with, the hard work that you guys put in for this place and, and Patty Sue for the children and for you guys, for the girls. I mean, you guys have so much love for these girls that are here. And, um,
2: yeah. And we hope that's awesome enough because the girls in this house have so many challenges, you know, and it's, it's, it's one thing to cook the food and get them in their school supplies and all that, but um, because of their backgrounds, you know, and, and the cultural challenges here and the things that they, they see in, in everyday life and, and that are not healthy, um, the emotional challenges they have of abandonment and lack of trust and the education system is not ideal and so, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a challenge to, to to know that they're just a work in progress, yeah. and we just hope that we can and be a part of that.
1: Well, I, I like to think of it as building a brick house, right? Building a brick house can be, I'm sure, very, very mundane. I've never done it myself, but I'm sure it can be very mundane. You're just laying brick by brick by brick, but you know what? At the end of the day, or at the end of the time that's up, you have a beautiful house. And I think that's what you're doing with these girls, right? You're, you're building brick by brick, day in, day out. You're laying one brick at a time because one day these girls are going to grow and they're going to learn and they're going to be incredible women of God living in this country. And what you're doing here, what you're doing to sow into these girls, they're going to sow into other people. And, um, yeah, um, I guess we're running low on time here. So <laughs> um, is there anything
2: else that you guys would like to say? Just please, please keep us in your prayers. The girls and, and all that they're going through. And also for us, too, to have wisdom and patience to get through each day and, and hopefully share God's love and, and let them know that they are loved unconditionally.
1: And, uh, people can get in contact with you on Facebook, right? Yes, they can. That's the best way to get in touch with you as well. Yep. Okay. So I will put all their details in the, uh, comments be- or in the, uh, all their details in the details. But be- I said that last time too. I can't believe I did that. I will put all of their details in the credits below and, uh, you can get in touch with them. And, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for watching another episode of the empowering hope podcast and make sure you get in touch with Ray and Jeff and we'll see you next time.